Welcome everyone to another episode of the In Real Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Semino, and with me as always is my co-host, Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Uh, I love saying another episode like we've been... <laughs> I was going to pause and like say it differently, and then I was like, fuck it, I'll just say it again. Yeah, you know, it's been... Like we've been pumping them out for the last year. Yeah, yeah. Another one, just another one. Just another, I mean, technically it is. The people who still follow us or listen to this will be like, oh yeah, it's episode 105 or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I hope some of the people, like you and I are both big podcast lovers. I think like I I get, there's some shows that are obviously very regular and then others you're like, like Hardcore History is one for me. I don't know if you listen to Dan Carlin. I'm like, I always get really excited when it shows my feed because I never know gonna happen so i follow the tobolowski file steven tobolowski's podcast yeah. he, has, he hasn't posted a new one in like a year and a half but when he does i'm gonna get very pumped when that comes up like i'm never unsubscribing yeah. i'm waiting until it happens one can only assume that people feel the same way about us well, let's hope so we'll, we'll find out when the numbers come out for this but either way andrew we are back <laughs> how are you it's been been quite a long time i'm great how are you i'm doing all right doing certainly doing better than the last time we talked in february of last year a very different world actually a different and similar world let's say (laughs) but i will say an upgrade for sure in the last uh 13 months would you agree better yeah Yeah. better i mean i moved yeah i mean so if the acoustics are different you you got you're a big old you're already a homeowner but now you're a big homeowner i'm a big homeowner i moved i moved back to the home homeland in in maine yes yeah, you're a so. maniac. Yeah, I've done. Yeah. I'm exactly where I was the last time we recorded in the exact same chair. Slightly different. Things are things are you know wonderful. Uh, a lot of good, big life life choices and actions and excitements. But I mean, physically, I'm in the same chair I was in February of last year. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It's been a year, no. and you we're both in our thirties. Moving is not like when you get your thirties. I feel like you shouldn't be moving that much. No, you'd really you'd like, like not to. I mean, that's sort of the dream, right? It's just to plant and and hang. I yeah. I hope to be in this chair for the next twenty plus years. <laughs> I feel like you can probably pull that off. I believe in you. Moving sucks. You know that. <laughs> you know what else sucks, Andrew? Is the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. so bad. If you are still falling in real deep in any capacity, reading us, listening to old podcasts, just sort of friends of ours in our orbit, you know how much we feel about the Academy Awards, how much we dislike them. You also know that our top 10 recently came out, our sort of counter to the Academy Awards. And Andrew, yeah. we looked into this. We released it at pretty much the exact same time. And it wasn't really an on-purpose thing. It was sort of you and I finally got around to doing it. But I was happy we sort of put it out then because uh, it was another subpar year at the oscars and and looking at our choices this year like it just makes me very happy that we are the way we are and then then they are uh, so easy to disparage and not pay attention to i mean when you compare us versus them you're giving us a very low bar to clear (laughs) but we cleared it we have a lot less of the cachet but we certainly have i think you know our choices far more stand the test of time yeah we like we like movies that helps yeah yeah, we've watched them. We yeah. don't. We will. If, if we gave out technical awards, we would not banish them to a <laughs> nebulous pre-show, never yeah. to be seen or heard from again. God, that was the weirdest thing. I know you didn't watch, but it no, was so... I did not watch. I'll admit that it up was... front. I didn't watch a second of it. So it was so strange to have them cut in. And I, I will admit to being like younger in life and being like, ah, who cares about sound mixing or whatever. Like, but that's like the whole. If, if there's any magic in that show, like actually, some of it is like 
making the point to the general public that like movies are not made by just like movie stars and famous directors you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, again, like the, 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 the antipathy that the assemblers of this award show have for the people that actually make the things that they're celebrating or allegedly celebrating there is, uh, I don't know. That's unforgivable, I guess. It's, it's <laughs> embarrassing it's too, because yeah. you, they always, they give off a sense and I know the Academy mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, 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 we always, there, there's a, so many people are part of the Academy and the choices they make. Like, it's not, it's not like one guy. It's not like the, the architects from the matrix or like the wizard of Oz, you know, it's not, there's no one person we can punch in the nose for fucking this all up. But they, there's this vibe that comes every year of like, we're going to tweak this, move this, change this, add this. And it's suddenly going to recapture old glory. And like, that's, such an insane idea like that's just not a thing that could possibly happen like they should be they should be so happy they're getting the attention they get still you know like every, the the world of the yeah. monoculture is crumbling around us no one cares about anything but maybe the nfl anymore and yeah. yet the oscars still act like they're one tweak away from getting back to yeah. 1972 you know yeah and i think like i, I think one of the best like twitter things that came out over the weekend uh, of the oscars was um, the total missed opportunity of doing the honorary Oscars, which they've never done, never really done on the main show. Um, like you had Denzel, I'm sure you saw this, but like they, you had Denzel presenting a lifetime achievement award to Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's never, never won an Oscar, but is like literally Samuel L. Jackson is literally the highest grossing movie star of all time. Yeah. Right? So like he's, <laughs> he's, I mean, everyone so he is he's incredible we love sam right like 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 what a missed opportunity that is for people like to connect with this show um and i mean we're not even touching on the big thing that i'm sure we'll get to for a very hopefully brief amount of time but (laughs) but like like what a missed opportunity and all for what so like like amy schumer can float over the stage in a spider-man costume which was kind of funny actually but like like it's they're just like celebrate movies be yourself like that's the whole people can smell inauthentic inauthenticity like a mile away yep right and um the oscars now are like wholly inauthentic and if they just leaned into celebrating movies which you know everyone can talk about where movies fall and like prestige television blah, 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 blah. we're not going to talk about that but like like everyone can talk about that if they just leaned into being about movies then they'd have a loyal following i think yeah um, and they don't they won't so no and like the, the, the their conceits of like give out the the stupid best you know fan movie and best whatever the hell this the snyder one like the everyone just clowns on the the splash joining the speed force like, yeah, because because they talk about it like they're like people in a tv show who like have to like they're old actors who have to say twitter or facebook or podcasts in a tv show yeah. or movie you know like that's always the clunkiest thing in the world when someone who yeah. has never said twitter out loud before has to say it in their tv show you know like yeah. and when the oscars reward the speed force you're like this is like grandma Grandpa talking about Zack Snyder. Like, Grandpa doesn't know who Zack Snyder is. Like, it's yeah. just, like you said, it feels so fake. And it's not, if, if their goal is to reach out to young people, like, 100% will just see the bullshit there and, and make fun of it on social media and never think about it ever again. And they're never coming anyway. Uh, like, it's yeah. like, it, it, that's like, if, if you, right, like, the thing is, you have to, they have to let go of the idea that the Oscars are ever going to get back to, as you said, like, the height of the monoculture, because the monoculture is dead. 
It's not coming back. And that's not about the Oscars. It's just about culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like make it about movies. Cause a lot of people, you and you and me included still really love movies. Yeah. And so make it for those people. Um, cause those people, if you, if like, I, I don't know, like I maybe in my late thirties, I don't know if you feel the, feel the way, uh, feel the same way. Like it, I've kind of made my peace with like what, like the Oscars going to screw up the choice of the best picture, like (laughs) five out of six times, or I don't know, whatever the percentage is like most of the time, very low, but it doesn't like matter really, as long as they're celebrating film in my, in my opinion, because they're, they're trying to make a snap judgment on something that takes years to actually like figure out. Right. Yes. And, um, and that's okay. As long as you're, as long as you're like, again, in the spirit of celebrating films, but they're not in the spirit of that. They're in the spirit of like trying to create viable moments so they can get a lot more audience so they can sell ads. And you know, it's obvious it's, it stinks. Which is a good transition. And again, we're not going to talk about it a ton, but I think that's why everybody thought the, the slap heard around the world was, was a work, you know, they thought it was fake is because they're like, this is the exact kind of shit they would pull to get eyeballs. Is even though in retrospect that's insane. Like, why would Will Smith do that? <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of holes yeah. in that logic. But I think the yeah. general idea of this is fake is because this is a desperate award show that so mm. reeks of wanting to be relevant again that they might try something as silly and ridiculous as that because it's the only way people are going to talk about them. You know, like it it felt in the realm of possibility solely because it's the Oscars and that seems like some sad stuff they would pull yeah so i know you didn't watch it i was watching it live and i it is insane for the right obviously everyone said this right but like watching it my brother watched it live and he was like i woke up he was like i woke up my wife and i tried to explain to her what happened and she was like i don't know what you're talking about and he was like i need to tell someone about this like this this was fucking nuts my man and i well man and i were watching live and had trouble going to sleep that night because it was so hard to process what had sort of happened um that's i both get that and it's also the craziest thing to say well i just like i wanted like someone to like explain this to me but like and i did have a like like as you said like sort of a well i mean they were bleeping it and also like you know it, it was they they were someone was you know pressing the right buttons i guess to sort of make some of this stuff not sort of be on the live broadcast except in australia and japan or whatever like like it's not going to get on twitter immediately um but it did feel like a stunt for sort of like a half second in my head and the reason i immediately figured out it was not a stunt is because i thought about will smith who when i think of movie stars has like one of in my opinion one of the like most tightly controlled images like of any famous movie star that I can think of. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way he would be part of this. Yep. Like, like it's, it's, it's like, like a, a plan. Like it just didn't make any sense. Um, and I mean, like, I mean, everyone has a take on this. I don't really, other than I think it's interesting in the context of the Academy again, and what we just sort of talked about, which is like, they're a shambolic organization. They didn't have a plan. They're coming out now and saying like, like, Oh, we asked him to leave or whatever. Like, it's like, well, like plenty of like Anthony Hopkins literally last year 
won the Academy Award and did not accept it in person. <laughs> was not there, yeah. was asleep, did not care. <laughs> yeah, which is 100% the right thing to do, by the way, because Anthony Hopkins is smart. But, like, he doesn't need to be there to accept the award that we all knew he was going to win. And, like, I, I just, I, like, I don't believe them. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't believe that the Academy had a crisis plan. I don't believe they asked him to leave. I think they were so stunned and didn't have a plan that they didn't know what to do and they just carried on. And it, like, to me, it's a, it, it does tell a story about the Academy and maybe to a larger degree, Hollywood about the fact that they protect stars, no matter how shitty and awful they are. And like, I think that's the only other interesting thing I would say is that like, it's one of the few things I've ever seen in the last couple of years on Twitter that like kind of united across a lot of like political ideologies and spectrums. Like most people think like, I don't know, slapping a guy in the face on the, on the stage, like a comic is a bad thing. Yeah. Most people still agree. Like, like a lot of people that are otherwise awful seem to agree on this point. Um, and that, those are like the two only interesting things to me. I don't you know. I said this, Amanda, I think I texted to you. Like, I don't think a guy, uh, getting overworked about honor and, and slapping someone in the face because someone else made a joke about his wife is particularly noteworthy other than the fact we all saw it. And this person was particularly famous. So that piece like to me, isn't actually really that interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, I really, I feel like you've covered most of my feelings. I don't want to talk about it a ton. It's just, I think the thing to really hammer home is, and I saw a lot of people on, on Twitter sharing previous moments of the Academy Awards being racist or, or misogynist or or some form of discriminatory or mocking towards you know people who did not deserve to be mocked or treated poorly in any way shape or form and like their point was you know this is not a nice there's not necessarily a through line directly between those things but i think it just further reinforces what you're saying like it's not about they only think about themselves they only think about their perception and they only think and and you know they don't care about movies they care about star fucking and they care about the people they that are in their orbit that matter and will smith certainly qualifies in that regard and their concern in that moment i highly imagine was why do will do that let's keep will safe we know he's gonna win like let's pretend like this didn't happen and that's just an insane like i don't blame them for not having a response to it i do blame them for clearly like the the the, the instinctually they went the way we all knew they were gonna go and it's just disheartening to to see that play out in such a capacity you know yeah it's bad it's a bad show it's a dumb show like (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad like you said it was it was fun to be on social media and see everyone freak out and like to unravel the story and see the different feeds like that was the kind of event that i was like this is why i do stay on twitter as much as twitter is bad i was like this is this is performing a public service now for us (laughs) but beyond that it's just a dumb it's a dumb show like it's just, like you said, there's no fun to it. There's no enthusiasm. Like, one thing we try and do with our top ten, not to toot our own horn too much, and with a podcast and with everything, is, like, we like movies. Like, just because we stopped doing the show a ton yeah. doesn't mean we don't like movies. We love movies with all of our heart. We think they're great. And, like, I would I, – I love any – critic or or movie commentator anyone out there who shares the same enthusiasm that we do that's what i that's what i subscribe to that's what i read that's what i try and absorb is people like that who relate back to us and hopefully relate back to other fans who just want to enjoy this you know this uh this form of entertainment yeah and that's always like the sort of dragon we 
chase with the Oscars and maybe why it's so hard for people like you who are smarter than me, I guess, in terms of not watching them, but like why it's well, so I hard missed to sort a big of... fucking slap, so what do I know? Well, <laughs> you didn't need to be watching three <laughs> hours true. of it. I've seen it 8,000 times uh, now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, that's what's so hard to sort of let it go. Like, I guess is that it's still about this thing that you and I love. Yeah. And and you like and seeing it, Jane Campion win and seeing Ariana DeBose win. Yeah. Like, there's some part. Yeah. Troy, Troy Kotzer is was charming as hell. Like there 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 there's always ten moments that are wonderful. You know, like it's well, just it's just a shame that they're like you said they're packed into four hours of of bullshit. Well, there's there's you know maybe ten minutes in there that truly matter right right and then you wish you could like fast forward the rest like i was gonna say like you can just watch them on youtube that's I mean that's why i did is watch the next <laughs> yeah day. but like i mean whatever my ratio was for like the oscars getting it right or wrong but like in the last in the past decade like legitimately the oscars made me happy when bong uh when when parasite won bong john jun oh sorry i hope i'm saying that right when he won like that was like a huge deal one because it was just that was like a great great movie and two it was like a foreign movie finally like the kind of movie that like you and i get into and other people were able to connect to in this country um in a way that i don't like korean cinema like it was that was cool and the like moonlight before that for me not not the not the snafu with the envelope but moonlight just being a great unexpected winner like like that's that is the like, but like you have to, you have to slog through so, so, so yeah. much with the Academy to get to those few, as you're saying, those few kernel, like this year also, like, I didn't even love drive my car that much, but, um, Rusuki Hamaguchi went That's in. That's bite your tongue there, my friend. Was, I did anyway. We'll talk about that, I guess, in a minute. But like him winning was like that's great. Like that's great. Like get him. Like get those people on stage and get fucking Will Smith off. I don't yeah. know. Um, get him. Anyway. I mean, get let him. Be, I don't know. It's. I mean, we're. We're. I think that's plenty of Oscar chat, right? I think we've. Yeah. We've yeah. gone far. We've. Uh, yeah. We, we've touched bottom. <laughs> it's what it is, and it's. It's slowly. You know, it's not dying, but it's fine. It's. It's settling into its crotchety place, like Major League Baseball. It is. It is tumbling into yeah. somewhat irrelevance, and it's a thing we we all talk about, and doesn't really matter. But what you and I care about and what matters to us and our dozens of readers and listeners is the best of lists, Andrew, this is what the, you know, obviously it's not, you know, reinventing the wheel to do a top 10 list, but you and I have always looked at this as a chance to talk a little bit about movies that we haven't got a chance to talk about before. Certainly now that we don't do the reviews constantly and sort of apply a, a very loose sort of ranking to what we've enjoyed, you know, like we don't, do 10 through one. We don't do, we yeah. do a final best movie of the year, but really we just like to go through and, and say, these are the things that stood out to us that really mattered over the course of the last year. Yeah. And, and we've been doing it. This is our ninth year of doing it, which is yes. kind of amazing. Insane. Uh, so we, we've got to keep going at least. For, I'm, I'm good. We're, I'm that. still here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. As long as till we're dead. Um, <laughs> Before we get that far, Andrew, let's, let's, what, what are we sipping on now? We're going to we're doing oh, yeah, beverage yeah, of yeah. choice. Uh, 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's but like this is what matters. That was, the, that was the drive my car prologue before the opening I, I was credits. That's so. a, yeah, good. I'm glad you made the joke. That's what I was going to say, <laughs> the opening credits. Uh, I am drinking a, a triple IPA because wow. I it. it's 9.6. I'm going to be dead at the end of this. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> uh, I must be like syrup. If you ever come up to Maine, I'm sure you will get up this way. Uh, uh, that the, the, All there is is 
severely hopped IPAs in 16 ounce cans. So that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> this one is from Mass Landing, which is like four minutes up the road from my house. They make really great beer. Um, it's called My Exact Style, and it is my exact style. And I'll tell you one thing about moving to Maine. Um, when I got here, uh, I went into an establishment. I won't say what kind. Um, and the first thing I saw lying there was a magazine that's this is true for for maine it's literally called beer and weed um so that's where <laughs> i live now that's where i grew up that's where i live now it's, it's a good place you know what that <laughs> does that makes me uh considerably more excited to come visit so. Uh, well so i got a big screen and a big house so and 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 uh, a state that that no, likes the finer things so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeps it keeps everything in in priority and perspective so sure absolutely <laughs> Andrew, I'm drinking a very tall glass of a crisp, refreshing wine called a oh. Pic Pool de Panay. It is a French. Wow. It's basically a French like Vino Verde. Oh. So it's oh, I a. Lo I love. I do love a Vino Verde. Oh, That's... me too. I saw. Yeah. I, I went to Whole Foods. It was a tall bottle. It was nine dollars. I was like sold. I love it. So I'm enjoying a nice ball. That you know, trying to be a classy. If I knew we were going to bash the Oscars and go over the top 10 so i wanted to go with something with a little a little more highbrow again the price was not highbrow but the general sentiment and idea behind it was was meant to be uh well, on of a higher level if you're gonna have a giant glass of it you can't be that highbrow that's true I, I did well <laughs> I, I was trying to maximize the pour before we record it because i know i'm not going to get up in the middle of this scintillating conversation so i had to really get a it's gonna get a little a little uh, hot by the end but that's okay i'll, I'll survive well we got to turn some of our massive ad revenue into airpods for you so you can get up there <laughs> that's conversation. Right. But... <laughs> oh the ad bucks are pouring in <laughs> We have to release more than one thing a year. Yeah, a dormant <laughs> website is just raking in the ad. <laughs> and put ads on our website. <sighs> but you know what, Andrew? The site's not dormant anymore because our top oh. 10 is up there. And if you haven't read it yet, go to inrealdeep.com. It'll be right there on at the top of the page, the best movies of 2021. And, Andrew, let's go through them. Like, the top three we'll get to, I guess, at the end. Let's sort of work through. Maybe not. I, we can go through all if you want. But certainly we should talk about the, uh, I think, 14 movies that we liked that uh, didn't make that we didn't share an opinion on that we both ranked in our in our top tens. I think we shared an opinion on them, just not the exact. Yes, same. I think I liked everything you have. I'm looking through it really quick yeah. right now. Um, I'm we're both on Letterboxd, and so I have you know we we both share our things. I give everything on here at least a three and a half on yeah. Letterboxd. Yeah, Which to me, yeah. I, 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 I fight with my brother about this all the time. To me, three and a half is above average. Like, three, well, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you and I have ever had this conversation on the podcast, have we? <laughs> I don't know, but like, I mean, out of five stars, I would think two and a half is average. Well, so. yes, yeah. that is true. Yeah, three, but like, I don't know. I can't. I can't have this. Like my brother and I have literally argued about this. He is. He is such yeah. a skewed. I hope he listens to this. I'm not gonna tell him I talk about this. <laughs> I hope he listens to this and gets mad. <laughs> but to me, three and a half is definitively like trending towards like yeah. all, towards the best of. You know, like it's not. It's probably not gonna make my best of. And then four is great, and four point five is exquisite, and five is obviously an all time classic. Is how yeah, I look at it. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I largely agree with you. I think I am. My guess would be, well, no, I, I, because I, I follow you in Letterbox. I am, uh, more free and liberal with my five stars. Sure. I guess I would say that's that's the big difference between you and I. But generally, I I agree with your, uh, your approach to how you rate movies and like some of the movies that, um, two in particular that, 
actually three now that I scroll through the list, um, that were very close to making my top ten um, were uh, uh, The Green Knight, which I thought was great, um, uh, Matrix Resurrections, which I really enjoyed, and then um, Titane. I don't know how to say that because we don't podcasting. Titan, yeah. I've spent literally minutes listening to like YouTube videos and like other people. I think it's Titan. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, however you said it, that was that was probably one of the last cuts oh. I had in my top ten. So God, can um, we talk about the town then? I would love to have that. Well, let's let's go there. Yeah, sure. That I mean, was that's a, that's a great. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> I would, if I could, if I had free reign to do my own best movie of the year, I would probably choose that just to sort of be a a rabble rouser, you know, and go off the beaten path. But man, like I saw that in theaters, you know. I, the first movie I saw in theaters was, I think, Nobody, the Bob Odenkirk, John Wick movie, which was fun and stupid and, like, a truly enjoyable time to be back. And then I saw a bunch of dog shit. I saw, like, the Chris Rock Saw movie. I saw... Uh, <laughs> I have to go through my letter. I saw just a bunch of garbage. Because, like, the, 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 the theaters were slow to get going again last year. And, like, yeah, they were, back. They were yeah. catching up on a lot of the stuff that was probably sitting on shelves for a year. So... But then I went to E Street Cinema, which we both enjoy yeah. uh, in Washington, D.C., one of my favorite theaters in the country. Sure. And I saw Tatan, and it was just I, – I, it was one of those experiences where you don't – the last thing I can think about this – it does happen a lot to me with foreign movies. Force Majeure. Have you ever seen Force Majeure? I have not. I've seen the remake. You've seen Downfall? Okay. <laughs> not Downfall. Which actually I liked, but uh, I, I'm Is it sure it's What's that one called? Is it called Downfall? Uh, no, Downfall is the, Downfall's the Hitler movie. <laughs> what is it I don't remember. It's with Will Ferrell yes. and Julia Louis. Yeah, uh, it's I, fine. It's not bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Downfall. <laughs> I've seen Downfall too. But yeah, but anyway, so I see. Jury, so, yeah. I, I, I see um, a movie okay, that I don't sorry. know a ton about, <laughs> and I, you know. But I know, like, yeah. everyone says it's good, and I'm intrigued by the general concepts. And then the actual content of the movie just blows me away. Because I'm like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And I think that does is more common with foreign films, because they're just... The American films, even the good ones, are a little more homogenized, you know? A little more straightforward. Like, if, you, if you're giving someone $25 million and casting big stars, you're probably not going to do something totally batshit insane. Like, you might push the envelope, but there's still a limit to how far you'll go. Like, Force Majeure was that way in terms of just, like... Uh, stark, uh, it, honest conversations about the frailties of human beings, and the Titan yeah. is about fucking cars and, and like giving birth to car babies and <laughs> firefighters dancing and just like the most insane things you've ever seen in the movie. But all like that, everything makes sense, you know. Like it's not, yeah. it's not, ab- yeah. it's not insane just to be insane. Like it's insane because this is a universe that that they've created for you to just that Julia de Cornell, who has made two movies and who I love as a director is just like so good at honing in on these outrageous concepts and making them feel somewhat real and i just was aghast the whole time my eyes wide open like loving every second of it yeah yeah. as you talk about it i'm like almost mad i didn't because it it, it is like it is so um it's such a distinct experience uh and 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 one that i thought about for days. I mean, I still think about it every now and then. Like, like the car fucking part is like what in the first thirty minutes? Really maybe? fast, yeah. At fifteen, I, like it's very early, 
and then like the rest of it is not really about car fucking and then you remember that there's like a I guess a consequence to car anyway like the whole movie is like I mean halfway through we pivot I know I've sort of ruined parts but halfway through we pivot to a totally different main character basically like yeah yeah. And he becomes, and then you're like, this guy's fucking nuts too. Oh, <laughs> this is he's, he's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great movie. <laughs> Vincent I, I, like, I think that's the, that might be my favorite male performance of the year. Maybe, maybe my favorite performance of all genders, but yeah, oh, yeah. he's so I, good. Oh, I he's could, the best. I could get behind that. I, I think like the other thing too, it's kind of driving home. It's like, I, we talked about this a little before we got on, like, like this year felt like a year where the movies were like, maybe not all the way back, but like back in a mm-hmm. big way. And the fact that, T10 is one that couldn't crack my top 10. Like last year, it would have been like, it would have been maybe our. Oh, yeah. Sorry, like Baccarat. It would, have, it would have been like it, number one. Yeah. <laughs> Baccarat actually kind of shares some things. In it, yeah. Again, the, 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 the wild, uh, unexpected turns yes, of, yeah. of, a, of a great, uh, weird foreign film. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great one. I mean, it's, oh. it's, a, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Wild. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. That's, is there anything, Andrew, on your end that you want to talk about that? That titillated you to the extent that. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on here. I just scroll through, but like, I really liked the lost daughter. I, I don't know what it was that I connected with so much about that movie. Um, Olivia Coleman obviously is part of it. And oh, she was, incredible. she was great. Um, I connected with it, I guess on the sense of like, maybe being a little bit, a little bit being a parent and, being married to an amazing woman and a mother who like, it's not easy. And like that movie is like honest without being apologetic for its main character about how hard some of that stuff is. Um, and uh, I just thought, I just thought it was, it was great. It was, it was very like not a perfect film. I thought like there were like, way too many like plot threads mm-hmm. uh, in it, but like the core of it was like really interesting and like provoking to me. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I really liked, I mean, I liked everything. I like, again, I was very like pleased broadly with like the fact that I had to like actually make hard decisions on some of the cuts here. Like, and I think like, and and then then the only one like on, there's two on your list. I I didn't actually see, I can't wait to see worst person in the world. I just didn't get to it. Um, I'm sure I'm have a feeling it might end up on, so good. It would, it would. It would. It would. It was. It would. I would bet a million dollars it would make yeah. your top ten. I mean, anything else on here? I'm happy to talk about. I. I was like. I. I loved. Uh, I loved Dune. I yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was like. I wish I'd seen it on a big screen. I watched it with my dad, um, and we and he and I both like read the book. I thought it was like. It was great. It has Oscar Isaac. Yeah, sure does. We love He's him. He's real around. handsome in it too. He's got the beard. Um, like oh. He's gonna get me to watch the Moon Knight, which is oh, which is a, that's also a Herculean achievement. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you know, I'll I'll do anything for Oscar, man. He's, yeah, he's, Dune so. Dune is one I'd like to see again. Actually, my friend Dr. Chris and I talked about Dune, yep. the other Dune, long time ago on yep. this podcast. Now, um, I Dune is weird. Like, I need to see it again because of everything on this list. I think I would rank Dune the lowest of all of yep. them. Which, but I don't think that's like I, I am. I am in the outlier there. Like most people, really enjoyed Dune. Like critics and you know film enthusiasts and casual audiences. Like Dune was one of those weird movies that sort of was a was a sort of approved across the board.
support, if not beloved. So I sort of feel like, and my, my fiance really liked Dune as well. We saw it together in theaters and I had a nice time, but like I read the book and I don't know what I was expecting. Like it's, it was a te- wonderful technical achievement. I'm glad it won all those Oscars. Uh, I thought Shal and I was good in it. Like, it, there's nothing I really disliked about it. Just something didn't connect with me in yeah. the way where I was like, "This is something special." But I yeah. fully, subs- I I wouldn't be surprised if I put it on TV or on you know streaming one day, and I was like, "Oh, I get it now." Like, I was just, I don't <laughs> know what I was. Maybe I had expectations that were a little high, and now that I watch it normally, I'll like it a lot more. But certainly a very extremely well done film. And and you said you've read, like given the how hard it is to adapt that yeah. story, and again the Lynch movie, which is fun but a total mess like yeah. this is so much better than this this is the right way to do it splitting it into two going yeah. balls out with the cast like this is uh, they, they they've they're they're pushing all the right buttons so far i i think with that one i i think th- there may be a little bit of a there may be a little bit of a a, a a bias in its favor in the sense that it was like oh here is a fully realized sort of adult blockbuster in an age when like blockbuster movies like this aren't, they're not well-made and they're infantilizing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry to, I'm going to beat my favorite hobby horse. It's been a year. I'm still going to be Marty shit. Scorsese. I'm going to beat Marvel on this. Like, <laughs> like Marvel movies um, give you a base level of entertainment value and nothing more. Mm-hmm. And Dune gives you like an extra layer of mustard on there. It looks awesome. Like it kills me. I was supposed to go see it at the drive-in movie theater, and like, oh, that would be great. That, that's I, probably, I, that, that might be the best way to see it. Yeah, and oh, I, I, love I that. wish I had, and like, I wish I'd seen it on the big screen. But I still really enjoyed it watching it at home. Um, and so, you know, maybe, maybe it gets a little bit of benefit from that, just because there's not much out else out there for people like us that is sort of like, you know, red meat yeah. <laughs> in, the block, in the blockbuster sci-fi department, like. Um, that I mean, that's why, like, that's why I liked uh, The Matrix 4. That's why I liked Resurrections, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, and I know some people thought Resurrections was just the dumbest thing they'd ever seen. Saw, saw Resurrections in theaters, <clears throat> loved it. Like, literally, like my, my, again, my fiance got mad at me because I, I clapped when the movie was over, and she was like, don't clap. And I was like, but I'm so happy that I saw that movie. Like, I have to clap. Like, I was just so happy they did a fourth Matrix movie well and interestingly yeah. and and found a way to tell that story because if, if they had told us in 2003 that they're making another matrix we'd all go oh like no please no but then magically in 2021 they put it out there and it's wonderful and it's weird and it's far from perfect but it just tries to be different and tries to to be true to these characters and tell this story without like you said just being milquetoast and boring and just doing the same things over again like as much as i enjoy something like the force awakens like is just yeah. is replaying the same formula over again and like there's a world where they redo a matrix make a matrix 4 and it's neo training three young actors to be the new versions of trinity neo and then more you know like there's just some there's a, right. such an easily makeable dumb version of that movie that would probably do far better than resurrections which bombed <laughs> like that we would all we, all the true fans be like oh this what like how how lazy is this you know and just to see them trying something different very different than dune in, in its approach but just to be that sort of big movie that that comes at it from another angle is just it, it maybe it is because the bar is set low but i can only report on what i saw and like i was just captivated the entire time i was so happy that they had put this out in theaters for us to watch yeah, I, it it almost makes me worried the way you and I are talking about these two movies because it's like 
they tried, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but they <laughs> like, succeeded, too. It's not Because a lot of movies try, you know? Like, we're, we're more discerning. I know what you're saying, but we're way more discerning than that. You're right. But, like, they didn't follow uh, the obvious formula, I guess. Yeah. And, and they're made with care and, and intention. And, uh, you know, that goes a long way. That plus skill can go go a long way, which I guess is the yep. story of this. Lana Wachowski and Den- Denny Villanueva, like, two two titans in that world. So, like, certainly not, not amateurs in the big-budget universe. So it makes sense that they would, they would put something nice together. But doesn't mean we can't enjoy it for what it is, even if they're good at it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think there's two more movies we got to talk about. Okay. Before we get to the top three, I don't know about how you feel, but I think we got to talk about Coda, and I think we got to talk about Drive My Car. Yes. Drive My Car is sort of like the critical consensus, or very close to like the critical consensus for number one, maybe with Power of the Dog, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and then yep. Coda, of course, won the Best Picture. Um, and you put Coda on your your list as the why I, I made did. it. I didn't. It was it was it, it never would have cracked my ten, but not a slightly like it's the the vitriol vitriol is a strong word. The the negative sentiment shared uh, about it because of what it's achieved is insane to me. I don't. It's it's a perfectly wonderful little film. Like I have no issues whatsoever with it. I think like the thing. I, t- I think I texted you this fact, like, or maybe I tweeted it. I don't remember what, what it was, but I'm like, I, I felt like I was, uh, a, like, I don't know, Ben Shapiro or something. I'm always like anti, don't anti- say, Coda. don't say you're a Ben Shapiro, please. I was just saying like, I'm anti, anti Coda. Like, I don't understand why people hated that movie so much. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, like it, no, like, I mean, again, it's not Coda's fault that they want to win the Academy Award and did like, good for them. That's not, the fucking point of and it's making a, good a movie. movie. It's like a fine movie. Like my wife was in tears in a good way. Like, like the second half of the movie. Like it's a good. It's a very straightforward movie. It's not. It doesn't like reinvent anything other than, you know, giving a a a a, a big spotlight to the, the deaf community, obviously, yeah. uh, which is not to be like ignored. I suppose. Sometimes no, it's great. It's like sorry, it's... like the the movie itself follows a very like paint by numbers sort of approach, but. It's very well done. I mean, um, that whole sequence my... at the end, like I was the the, yeah. the whole like where like because because um, Kyle Buchanan, who's a film critic, I really like. He works for the New York Times. He yeah. tweeted about the the code is based on another film, I believe, a foreign film, and he was saying like the way they do the final sequence in the original is so much less technically sound than the way they do it in the new one like it's fine in the first one in the original it's it's okay but he, he tweeted both versions and i yeah. rewatched the the coda version and i was like this is so great like it's not it's not uh exploiting deaf people it's not uh yeah. taking advantage of their impediment to tell a story like it's like this is trying to put you in their shoes you know through the way they shoot the scene the way it all feels like the build-up to that moment like it is truly trying to to place you in their position and say this is what they would be experiencing in this universe you know like and that's hard to do and they do it so well like it's just that that is an achievement in and of itself and yeah i just don't get why be beyond the obvious reasons of context it's it's so weird that everyone is acting like it is like a like like they they put a cheat code in or something it's like no it's good it's very good it's it's not that film's fault that the academy is kind of suckers for this sort of thing and like i would say like sort of to your point like the the very end of the film is it's it is about i mean the thing i connected with it besides you know sort of it being set in new england so you know gloucester mass is not unlike 
places that are 20 or 30 minutes from my house, you know, in terms of fishing communities and that hard sort of life. Um, other than that, it's, 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 it sure it's about, um, it's about a daughter who is sort of this connection of her three deaf family members to the rest of the world. It is about that sort of, but like, it's also about what you owe your family versus what your family owes you. Right. Like, which is not a thing that's specific to deaf people. Um, and, and that's what I really connected with, you know, like, I mean, obviously at the end when it, the dad says go, I mean, like that's so emotional and, that's what you have to do as a parent. So like for me, I, don't, I really connected with that part of it. Do I think it's like the, would I put it, would I, if you would put it in your top 10 as well, would I be advocating for it as our best movie of the year? No, absolutely not. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I don't understand. Like, I just think, you know, this is where film Twitter gets very spun up about these things for, for really no good reason other than, you know, it's not their favorite film and they're just mad at normies liking it, I think. <laughs> and like, just get, again, the, the so. Academy is not a human being, a solo human being. No. Like, it's a, it's a no. voting system that is, if you get a lot of two and three votes, you win Best Picture, you know? It's, like, it's just sort of right. the way it goes. Right. Like, it's right. it's thousands of people casting ballots. Like, it just doesn't, the, 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 the anger expressed towards that sort of experience is, just does not make any, like, it, it, I, I know that they're not, you know, a lot of people know that and still don't care. But yeah, it just—it just seems like such a waste of breath to get mad yeah. at Coda. Like Coda's not Crash, you know. Coda's not Green Book, even. <laughs> no. Like, right, 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 right. It's a perfectly wonderful film. Like, I—that's yeah. It's it's a. Uh, I get it in in the barest sense, and I also, but I still find it very depressing that people are responding that way. But Drive My Car is a very depressing movie in and of itself. <laughs> I was gonna say, get mad at Don't Look Up, then. Like, yeah, that was oh, a cynical movie. Please, in my opinion, that yes, was the, the best picture nominee, um, not Coda. Um, anyway, sorry. No, no, up. I was gonna, I was forcing a transition to drive my car, but you're right. No. We can shit on. No, let's let's not talk about Don't Look Up. It was no, roundly sorry. ignored as it should be, and we can all move on with our lives. <laughs> but I will say, drive my car, because the thing about drive my car that is fascinating to me is I was lucky enough to see it in theaters because I don't have children and I try and go to the movies, you know, once a week, and it's playing in DC, so I saw it. Uh, I would be. I, I couldn't this and Matrix are the two movies that I'm very happy I didn't see at home because Matrix I saw with a crowd which was rare to do because Matrix fizzled out so quickly I don't think there were a lot of crowds seeing it besides opening weekend and then Drive My Car I just think it's just such a long movie and it's even in the theater I there were parts where I got a little tuckered out and then something remarkable would happen Remarkable meaning two people would have a conversation <laughs> in a foreign language that I don't understand, but I would be sucked back in based on that, you know? And I imagine at home, it might be a little harder to stay. I don't know if that was the issue you had with it, because I, yeah. I know you didn't dislike the movie, but I could just see it being much harder to to parse sitting in my couch. Uh, yeah, I... I um... I gave it three and a half stars, so no. Yeah, <laughs> very, very I, well was, reviewed film by Andrew Johnson. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was very good um, and very unique. Um, I, I did. I just. I did just struggle to connect with it, and I don't. I do think I, I'm sure that not having it in the theater is a part of that. Um, I don't know how much, but uh, the counterfactuals where I'll figure that out or. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it's going to play at a repertory theater in Portland, Maine. Um, but um, 
yeah i, I mean i yeah i and you, you know, you you wrote about sort of um, some some parts in the movie that that were very sort of powerful, especially sort of the conversation between um, I don't even remember the names, the main character and the and the younger the young guy, yeah, um, that were that were very powerful. Um, I just I just it left me feeling a little cold, I guess is what I would say about the the, the movie, which is kind of a weird thing to say given how emotional the film is. But um, the main I character just, is particularly a cold, you know, yeah, man, yeah. Dri- or at least driven to that by his yeah. experience and his perspective on on yeah. his situations. Yeah, um, I guess I would say I was never uh, bored with the film. I did have to watch it over two nights because I'm just an old guy with kids. Um, as you said, it's, it's three very hours. long. Um, so the, someday I hope I can just watch three-hour films again. Um, <laughs> my kids will get old enough and show them Spartacus or whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why I went to that one. <laughs> yeah, Spartacus. Um, just thinking Kirk Douglas. <laughs> oh, I'm Spartacus. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, that that was. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was a great movie too. Like I, I feel kind of the way I think. You, you're, what you're what you expressed about Coda is the same way I feel about Drive My Car. Like I didn't have a problem with it. It just wasn't didn't quite crack my uh, my favorite movies of the year. Sure. Um, and I, I gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd, and I loved it. But I also if if we had shared that, it wouldn't have topped the other ones we're going to talk about now. Like it was, it definitely felt like one where I was like, this is so it's so imp- it was part of it was definitely like this is so impressive to me that you made a movie this long that is this <laughs> yeah. that sucks me in this many times and 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 left me agape and fascinated and captivated when like I should have checked out a long time ago you know like it kept it kept it not that winning me back is not the right way to put it but there were definitely parts where i was like i was like this is long like it was one of those long movies where i certainly was not like i want more i was like this is fucking long <laughs> i can't deny yeah. it i love it but it is very 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 long it's uh reminds me of the i think there's a roger ebert quote quote where he says no um no good movie is long enough and no bad movie is short enough <laughs> yeah there you go that's why he that's why he was the best to ever do it because that's a very good way to, that is a my good way was, to put that <laughs> yeah drive my car was like about the right like that i'd say i, yeah. I don't know I don't, I, maybe a little maybe a touch long it was yeah i can't I, I hate long movies this was a year of long movies too and i would not tell yeah. i would not tell raisuke hamaguchi to cut anything but i also get why other people would split into two like you did so yeah well yeah. landrew let's talk about the three we we both loved and i think you know some i say every sometimes we do these top 10 lists and our crossovers are sort of by accident like as you sort of hinted yep. at like we do put two things at number nine basically and they both sneak right. in and we're like ah, i don't want to like this but these three are, are three of the best movies of the year i'd say without a doubt and i'm i would love to talk about all of them of course i mean if you're on our top 10 list you'll see the last duel the Power of the Dog and West Side Story are the three movies that Andrew and I both loved. Where do you want to begin? I mean, I, I love all three of these movies. Yeah, it's, oh. I mean, I kind of want to talk about Power of the Dog first because okay. I just, I held out hope that that was going to win Best Picture. And yeah, again, I don't, I didn't really care, but I was happy Jane Campion won Best Director because I do think, although I will say Steven Spielberg directed the shit out of West Side Story <laughs> and like yes. probably deserves, but they're both, those are two of the most well-directed films I've seen in a long time. Like yeah. Bong Joon-ho is the last one I would say where I'm like, that was just so well-directed. Like, God damn it. I love, like, I love everything this human did here, but Power of the Dog, man. Like I watched it twice now and like, 
it was I, I said this in my on the top 10 list but I was like it is so weird to me and this is why I, I thought it might win is like power of the dog people like strangers friends who I don't really talk to like friends who are not movie buffs they all watch power of the dog like I've yeah. so many people in my life watch this movie something about it appealed to everybody and I don't really understand it but I'm so happy that happened because it was so good and I don't know if they maybe got it all and it, it is a little bit of a movie to get especially the first time around but yeah. i was just so pleasantly surprised that this was the weird a weird sort of crossover netflix hit that i seemed like it might have enough juice to, to get it over the finish line it is weird to me that and maybe it speaks to the power of netflix i don't know um that a new zealand woman directed pseudo western uh, New Zealand based, I guess New Zealand shot. I guess it's technically set in Montana or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, yeah, that it was what it was. I, mean, I, I, know, I, I actually didn't think about it that way until you sort of said it, but this is a movie that I saw and I sort of raved about and recommended to people, um, which is usually a good sign for it to end up in our, in our top 10 list. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's a beautiful like looking film that's that's obvious um the thing i loved about it is that uh well a couple things i first of all i haven't seen it a second time and i can't wait to watch it a second time because it's one of those films that um <clears throat> it keeps you off balance and that's the thing i really loved about it like i i was never every time i thought i had the measure of the film and I thought yeah. I knew what was going on. That's such wrong. a good way to put it. Cause it's not a twist movie, but it's no, you'll, you'll watch it differently the second time around for obvious reasons. No. Yeah. The characters change um, as, as you go. And that's, that, that's just cause the characters are so rich and, you know, sort of well-drawn. Um, and then the other thing that I loved about it is that it just invites this sort of, I, I, first of all, I'm confused by people who are confused by the ending. Um, and apparently there are people like that out there. Um, well, I, I'm, it's... you know, let's, we, I think we can get into spoiler territory. Like what about it? Like, cause I was confused until I thought about it and read about it a little bit. Like I didn't totally get, see how all the pieces fit. I, I knew what happened, okay. but I was like, wait, I don't totally understand exactly what's going on here. I guess I, I, I would agree with that in the moment, but then like the people, it's not like the ending of the Sopranos or something. No, like, it's right? not. It's, it's like all, it's all there. It's all very much. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not open to interpretation. Campion puts clear. it. Yeah. It's extremely, I mean, yeah. what's open to interpretation, which I, I, I think, which one of the things I find fascinating about it is Benedict Cumberbatch does his, does Phil deserve to be killed right. for his crimes? You know, like, it's, how how much is Cody Smith McPhee? How much is he an avenger of his mother, and how much of he is a crazy murderer? Monster, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. is, no, it, and is then, it a bit of both? I mean, I think it is a bit of both. But like, which side do people fall on? Like, that's the part I like the most. That's then that's what I was sort of going to say. It was like I I think like what's what's interesting about the film is that after it's over, you kind of reconsider everyone, mm-hmm. um, and like yes to everything you're kind of saying in a lot of ways and i I actually think in reconsideration of the film one of the true villains of the film is actually jesse plemons's character Mm -hmm. i've been Um, hearing this lately you're not the first person who's who's vocalized this to me right who turns kirsten dunn's character into a a trophy wife like a figure and then leaves for the 
second half and of the then, movie. Right. And that, and that sort of sets everything off. Right. So I, I think he, like when you think, when you think back on that film, he seems like the savior. Um, and that's, what's so interesting that he seems like the savior, the person who's um, saving this, this, this widowed woman. Um, and he's really not. Um, I wouldn't say he's a and, villain, but he's certainly not. Yeah. He certainly does not necessarily fall on the side of blindly good. Like he is, he is uh, uh, apathetically neutral, you know, in in, well, in a world in a time when he really should be needs to be more than that for her, or else he is harming her in, in an indirect way. And and maybe that's the power of the film, right? It's like, yes, he's not. No, is he is he like abusive or a, like a true villain? No, but maybe that's the whole point of what Campion's kind of setting out to say, which is that. Um, merely not being a, a monster does yeah. not make does not absolve you sure. of your sins and, and even uh, being a monster in the Cumberbatch sense like does not condemn yeah. you to being that for eternity or does not mean you're not worthy of deeper exploration as to why you became that way right right but at the same uh, time like one thing i really like about that because like i'm the kind of person who tends to be empathetic in that way too like i always like knowing why what makes people tick or why they are the way they are but at the same time if, if you are being the kind of person that phil benedict cumberbatch is being you you get what's coming to you you know like not not you don't necessarily deserve to die but you also yeah. you, the reckoning will come eventually like you're gonna yeah. piss off the wrong person and like what happens happens you know like even if you had a a understandable internal issue that like is struggling to resolve itself like you still might get burned by your horrible choices yeah yeah absolutely Which, well, and, it's um, great i mean it's the, it's it's just it's a wonderful which, film it's a great segue into why i think cody smith mcphee's performance is one of the underrated ones of the entire year because he he is great yeah I mean, he was he he, he is great. I'm really mad now that I'm reading this that you talked about the score and I didn't because usually that's my yeah. My, oh, it's and, just um, it's so not because I'm used to Johnny Greenwood doing the the Paul Thomas Anderson scores, which are yeah. a little more striking, and this one is striking in the, in just a very strange way. You're just like what? It's minimal. It, yeah. and, and it lets you know that like this is a weird movie. Like it, I think it's one <laughs> yeah. of the first signs you have. Where you're like this isn't just a western. Like something's going on yeah. here. Yeah. Yes. The the vibe. Yeah. It's it's, the, the, vibe vibe. Is, the vibe is is unique. The vibe. Vibe. It's a good vibe. Well, and not a good vibe. It's no, a, it's, it's, it's a good vibe for us, the viewer. It's not a good vibe yeah. for the characters. The yeah, no, it's bad vibe if you're in the movie. Good vibe if you're watching. Well, <clears> speaking <throat> of bad vibes, there's another movie that has a whole lot of ominous, dark shit going on, and that is The Last Duel, Andrew. This is a movie that I also saw in theaters that I love seeing in theaters, and I'm so happy I got to see it, but I was one of very few people who did that. <laughs> it was roundly rejected by uh, the film-going audience, which... I still don't understand. I guess I sort of get it, but like I, I'm amazed this didn't pick up traction at a certain point and find its redemptive value enough to make a little money because we both obviously have it on here and like everyone I talk to who watches movies and watches this movie is like this is a, a masterpiece almost. Like it is just it is so unique and interesting. And maybe that's another thing that kept it. You know, even the people who liked it were like this is disarming and different but there's just there's it's such an it's it's, an, it's a truly especially for the director ridley scott a very very old man the fact that he attempted <laughs> to tell this deflating of masculinity this this yeah. indictment of of certainly men of a many many centuries ago but still the same idea of like this is what happens this, this is the world this is history like this is how we've treated women how we've treated ourselves like i think it's just such a good indictment of all that yeah, I 
I loved, I, I mean, I love any film that can deconstruct a story in multiple ways, um, which this film does, um, and do it well, right? That's a hard thing to do. I think what's particularly good about this, though, is that it's not just deconstructing a story in the way that like Christopher Nolan would do where he's playing with time or something like that. Right. He's playing with perspective, which I think is like in a lot of ways, much harder to do. And like the whole mood, the way the mood, the way, the way he tells the story three times and the way the entire mood shifts each time he tells the same story is uh, crazy. Like I wrote in this, like it's like turning a kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. a little bit like you're seeing it and it's like it looks it looks completely different um that's a great way to describe and, it and um <laughs> you know it's hard to call ridley scott underappreciated um he's not obviously but he has a weird ass filmography if you look it up though <laughs> he's made he's made some I mean, wild choices over the last right it's 50 all years. over the place in like a good way right yeah. like it's like oh it's like, fun he does whatever he wants like there, yeah. there's it's hard to find a yeah. through line through you know any of it really yeah and, but there's uh, some there's right. masterpiece there's there's you know three or four well, five stars in there one of the best reviews of this movie that I read did say that, you know, a lot of Ridley Scott's best movies are about how people interact with sort of crushing systems. This would certainly fall in there. But like, if you go back to alien or blade runner, it's kind of the same deal. It's like people and a, a system or uh, something that's designed to crush. Them. And like, this is another, another one so it kind of fits thematically with that. Sure. Uh, there you go. I'll buy that as much as a, you know, any other uh, connection. Yeah. I mean, Jody Comer uh, too. The, the, the only reason yeah. I said I gave Vincent Lindon the male uh, attachment to his his success is Jody Comer is just the fact that she didn't get a nomination. Out of, I know this movie was rejected for again whatever reason, but Jody Comer, best supporting actress, even like she's a lead, yeah. she should get best lead, she best actress. Be, yeah. But just thro- they they couldn't even throw her a bone. Like God, she's unbelievable in this like you said she has to play like they all everyone does great work doing the three different roles driver is you know the other i would say stand out but jody comer is obviously the core of this movie when you see it and everything she does matters and she has she's the things she go through are traumatic and she plays the exciting parts and the horrible parts and the regret at her like there's just so she plays a hundred different emotions and many of them in the in different versions of the same scene like it's just right. such a tour de force right yeah and she it's amazing there's a lot of star power in this movie which i actually think some of the star power it, it seems like some of the people i've talked to about this movie are actually distract distracted by it particularly yeah. damon and affleck and their weird haircuts <laughs> which <Hair color. laughs> Which is just I thought I mean, they were I just thought they yeah. were funny. I didn't I didn't I agree. Like it's the Middle Ages. Like they're like well, they're not doing accents, like, at least let them have weird hair, no, right? No, I mean thank God they're not doing accents. I know. I don't want to hear that. But um like she 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 shows them all up. Even Driver. I think she's better than Adam Driver. I mean I know she, she's incredible. Why I appreciate um, Driver is because the scenes where he has to be repugnant, he like yes. as Adam Driver always always does, he leans in so hard. Like he doesn't yeah. undercut that at all. He's like and, and and it plays off in the in the best it's depressing, but it plays off in the best way where you're like, this man fully believes that he's right, that he's doing what is okay and that he's and in the parlance of his times maybe he was, but like Driver pl- does not flinch and being like, This guy just thinks this is cool and good, you know, and 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 it's up to us to like and Ridley to and the way 
way he sets it up to realize like this guy's a fucking monster he's horrible yeah. like he's he's a rapist and he's he's ruining this woman's life and never you know it's just it's just all so well done well and i think i like the thing that you called out too is that um you know you you, you if you're there for the middle ages and the the, the duel the actual duel at the end you gotta wait a little while mm-hmm. But like the detail at the end is like yeah. great. It's like a fifteen minute heart. He's like, oh, by action. the way, here's some gladiator shit. And for you, guys. you just literally <laughs> don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was gonna happen. I, you know, so um, I mean that part was awesome too. But like it kind of pales. And I mean, he's like here. It is like throwing a little bit of red meat to people who may be, maybe stuck with it that far. But like here you go, if you need it, I yep. got that too. Um, but I mean, I just, I just think it all like it, it, maybe it doesn't all gel into perfection necessarily, but I think as a, you know, the, as, as just as the, the parts are all so well done, it's like, I can't even get mad that it's not like the, the only critique I have against it is that it's not the best movie ever made. You know, like it's just, everything else works so well that I don't really care that the, like you said, that the duel feels like it might be just, uh, 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 for, for some red blood of the Americans who want some to see some gore. Yeah. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. Great, great, great movie. Love it very, very much. And then Andrew, the last one in our shared top ten is West Side Story. And as we yeah. sort of mentioned, like, man, what Steven Spielberg? Like, an- another very old man <laughs> directs a movie that is so full of life. Like, oh my gosh! Like, what a what a outrageously put together film. Like everything about it. Just, I know this is a movie he's wanted to make for many, many years, but goddamn, like, is that move? Does that movie just not explode off the screen? It's. I mean, I don't even. I, I'm gonna struggle to even talk at this point. Maybe because I finished my uh, my triple IPA. But um, <laughs> this feels, Andrew. This feels to me like your favorite movie of the year. Is that I accurate? That's the vibe I I've gotten. From you. I, I think I actually think Power of the Dog would probably. All right. Well, that, that we'll, might make we'll things a little easier. It. <laughs> but um, I mean, this movie just blew my socks off. I mean, it, and and um, it's sort of a. It, an experience and like again I, I i made a point to watch the original west side story earlier this year before i could see this one um and that movie's the original is good and it's like a hollywood classic i believe it won best picture um never seen that so i, I do not see uh, my leg work there in that regard well you know what you don't really need to because honestly <laughs> yeah i've seen i feel like i do have, have seen it already <laughs> by watching this. I, I, like spielberg is better and it's like it's just it's just sort of comical how great he is and how i think in the last 10 to 15 years spielberg has been sort of bizarrely underappreciated he maybe has been underappreciated his entire career because in the sense that he's maybe the best ever and he's regarded as like a top five ever and it's like no he's the best like yeah yeah like Like, if if you're talking hits to misses i mean it's kind of hard to argue like if you're factoring in critical and commercial and saying like who is who has melded the both the two the best like i just I, i i'm not sure who else even comes into that equation like he's consistency too like every every single one is good yeah and i and and a crowd pleaser and um you know he can like this is this is the great thing about west side story is like it's has steven spielberg ever done a musical uh i don't think so Mm -mm. um and he just 
is like in his seventies or eighties or however old he is, he's like, I'm gonna just shit out like a great musical that's gonna be <laughs> like like <laughs> better than better than any musical I've seen in the last ten years. And I'm like including La La Land and some other ones that very nearly won the best picture too. Like like it's just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm good at that too, by the way. Like, oh, I can make Indiana Jones and Shimmer's yeah. List and Jaws and um like even hook is terrible but like still kind of way or better. like even ai like this weird yeah. ass movie with how he's like that everyone likes that now too and he's like yeah i can do dark and weird sometimes too <laughs> like i can yeah i can master all genres if i if you want me to the the sequence in this movie from the school dance to the balcony with tony and maria um is like the the 30 or 45 minutes that put the biggest smile on my face <laughs> i like i like america like, was my favorite part yeah america was yeah, yeah i just i remember watching the america sequence being like he shoots it like everyone is doing something you know like it's not it's so but there's so many wide shots of just stuff happening and i was like holy shit like everyone is involved here like it, and people on the street are what like there were like fans and i was like i love that in a musical too where like it, it wasn't like it was so many music. I mean, you and I saw In the Heights together the last time we saw each other. And a very lovely movie, but like you're like you're sort of like, why are these people dancing and singing like and no one else? Why is everyone not turning and looking at these people? Like because they're sort of operating in the real world, but also like busting out in the tunes. And what's that story? I feel like in, in America in particular, like the people are in the street are like, what's going on here? Like there people are dancing. <laughs> like it's just like there's a little bit of that, like a little tiny hint of realism of being like, yeah, this is fun. This is functioning in the real world, but also these people are their own characters like i just love the way he threads those needles you know like he just does little things like that that stand out to me and like feel like a meticulous filmmaker who has obviously been doing this for 50 years and knows exactly how to pull these things off but knows just how long to hold on certain things like there's just a mastery of his craft that i feel like is is extremely evident in a movie like this yeah and you like in the heights is sort of a good touch point because which i also really liked i thought it was i think you and i both liked it it's also set in New York, also involves largely Latin Literally cast. inspired by this um, film, <laughs> you know, or the idea of West Side Story, not this particular but, film, but like, like, there's only one scene in that movie that sort of mood-wise sucks you in to to the story the same way that like West Side Story sort of does the entire movie, which is the the pool scene, in my opinion, like the the when they go to the pool, like that's where it feels like, oh, okay, like <laughs> I'm watching a film and I'm getting. I'm getting like a a film version of a mu- musical, like where it's more than whatever it can be on a Broadway stage, yes. and um, it's it's magical, like right, like, like some of the, some of the thing about you and I are not huge musical fans, but like one of the things that's magical when it's done right is that it like it feels like more than a movie and more than whatever you can watch on stage, right? Yep. Like it's there's 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 a lot in there and that's what's so great about west side story and in the heights only has like a few moments that are really like that in my opinion and it's a good movie it is again you and i both we saw it together we enjoyed it Um, we laugh so hard when lin manuel comes on screen because he's just like it's just his big old face (laughs) and you're just like jesus and i like i don't have no i uh, this year in particular i have no beef with i love tick tick boom like i sort of wish i put tick tick boom my top 10 but still just seeing lin manuel in his own in his own written thing i'm like come on man (laughs) like jesus yeah yeah (laughs) but you know he's not he's he's he has his own strengths but like being a director no Yes. 
it's not and Spielberg is, but again, Spielberg is like the goat probably. So, um, as you say, like it's, it seems unfair to put him in the top five because uh, when you look at the commercial success, the quality of the film and then the range, give me another name. I yeah. Don't, I, don't, I mean, he's the, no, he's the yeah. Beatles. Like he's just the Beatles. Yeah. Like the Beatles are the yeah. best. They're properly rated as Chuck Klosterman has written. Like <laughs> properly. Cause like everyone says they're the best yeah. and they are the best. And like Steven yeah. Spielberg should be rated as such. Like the, like, like the fact that there's even a debate is I think, you know, is, is the issue because there's, there is no debate. He's, he's, he's the number one, you know? Do you think that this movie kind of, it, I would say for me, I don't like, I would have probably said that before, but like when I see this sort of thing, this late in his career, in this genre, it like it like fully puts it to bed that question of like who is the best director? Yeah, it's like in sort of a different kind of way, and like maybe that's part of what we're reacting to. I don't know. I mean, I think you nailed it when you said like he did a musical at the end. Like I, th- I know he's wanted to do this. Like I've read that many, many times. This was a thing you want to do, but I feel like this was you know subconsciously or consciously just I'm also going to do this very very complicated musical to show you all just how great I am. You know, like I, I have to imagine that was part of the equation for him. And I think that is why I personally respond to him. Probably you as well. I'm mean, like, that's so hard. And like, did not have to do this. You know, like, no, no. no one needed this, but we all loved it anyway. And like, it's even money wise, like I was sad. It sort of bombed, but it, it like it, it coasted along to being, ex- you know, not acceptable, but like, it, I, th- I think like it was one of those movies that like, it came out of the time when like, you know, every R rated movie was bombing. Like every adult, film was not doing well but West Side Story was so good that like I feel like it kept making a million dollars a week like it was just like it clawed its way to a somewhat less embarrassing number I think on solely because it's just so good like everyone was like fuck I gotta see this movie like I don't want to go to the movie theaters during during a pandemic to you know I'm, I'm 60 years old but like fuck I think I gotta see West Side Story <laughs> like everybody everyone keeps telling me how good it is and I think that's Spielberg and that's just that's the that's the crafts he put into this like it not not that people old people should risk their lives to see a movie but I can see why it was it was that overwhelming that they felt the need the people felt the need to, to maybe find make the make the leap into a theater well not that um not that this matters really in the grand scheme of things but it's now on Disney plus and I'm sure it's gonna do well there I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I just, I think um, people are revisiting it again and again. And yeah. like, it's, you know, maybe it's not going to make money for anybody, but what do we give a shit about? And what does Steven Spielberg care about? At this point? Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'd uh, love to see some, some, some zeros in the, in the box office column. But I mean, he's, he's very, very old. I'm sure he's just happy it got out in the world. And I think it's going to be more and more appreciated. We didn't talk about Ansel Elgort and I don't really want to talk about Ansel Elgort. Yeah, I, the, I think universally agree that he is somewhat of a flaw in the movie. But I think that the joyous, the fun thing to talk about is how good everything else around him is. So, uh, yeah, I didn't even know about you wrote about his sexual assault things. And I didn't even know about that. So yeah, and he, but I think he sort of sucks regardless of that. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's a hard it's, role. I mean, I just, I, if, yeah, you, if you listen yeah, to the Blank hard. Check podcast, a podcast I love, like, they were going over, like, who else could play the role? And they're like, I don't know any other, like, yeah. 30-year-old white guys who can sing and dance. Like, it's just, it's yeah. not, it's not really a thing that's in Hollywood these days, the way it used to be, you know? Yeah, and if you, if you go, ever go back and see the old one, which is on HBO Max, by the way, and it, and it is worth, tr- truly worth seeing, um, it's kind of the same thing okay like, that's actually good like, to know so it's, it's like a tough... the, yeah like i mean obviously rita moreno who is 
the uh, predecessor to Ariane DeBose, like that's a very memorable role for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, maybe there is someone out there that could have done a better job, but like, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't really think about that for two seconds with this movie, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of thankless. Like, I don't think anybody, yeah. like, I don't think Tony, like, not that he doesn't meet there, but I don't know. Like it's everyone else is built to Bernardo is like, built to shine riff like all mostly what tony does is play off these other way better characters right. so like even his peak like he's just he's really there to just make everyone else look good so i guess ansel does a good job i don't i i'm i'm uh you know not in the mood to praise him right now for various reasons but the movie succeeds in spite of him so that's that's an accomplishment in and of itself you could make the argument that with Romeo and Juliet, that Romeo is the least interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. As well. So like, if you want to go there, I mean, there. Yeah. There I mean, too, even so. the Leo Claire Danes yeah. version, like it's yeah. not, it's, it's a very unflashy Leo. Like he's just sort of yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. all right, Andrew, let's, we've, we've talked for a very long time. And yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we got a lot to catch up on. We do. I agree. But let's decide on our number one movie of the year. I think based on these conversations, it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. But I would, uh, if you want to make a case for for anything right now, please go ahead. I mean, you know what Bronco Henry would say, right? I so. I think Bronco Henry would uh, <laughs> would say his his feature film <laughs> should yeah. be uh, named number one, and that's where I'm. Hey, he might have liked the musical. Oh, sorry, that's a stereotype. I shouldn't say that. Please cut that <laughs> yeah. off. Um, no, no, sorry. Yeah, no. Anyway, keep it in yeah. and double it. Yeah, but um, it's the, yeah. I think Power of the Dog is number one. I've I yeah. uh, I think like I think you and I you know we not only love movies the act of watching them but we are indebted and committed to the idea of just the the ecosystem around them the conversations even if we don't watch the Oscars like what is being received well what isn't so like like we sort of talked about in the beginning like the fact that Power of the Dog was a a, you know, we talked about Mank on this show. We talked about The Five Bloods. Like, Netflix has made good movies. Marriage Story. Like, Netflix has, has made lots of very, very good films. Like, I have no beef. Like, they, they roll out the, the red carpet and put the money in when it comes to, to uh, you know, relatively large budget, like, like adult entertainment that is extremely well done. They pay for big directors. Like, they're not opposed to those things. But this felt like the first Netflix, like, movie like that that had appeal beyond you know, gunning for an Oscar, you know, like it was like, they're gunning for an Oscar and they also got a bunch of eyeballs from, from randos who were intrigued by what they, what they'd heard about, you know? And I think that is to me, that's reason, not that I didn't love the movie in its own right, but the fact that it had that sort of crossover appeal, I was like, this is just, this is the movie when I look back, like, I think it is a beautiful, wonderfully done, complicated film that you really should watch multiple times, which also makes it perfect for Netflix. And it's just, you know, is the kind of movie that, you know, is, is that I'll think about the most from, from last year. Yeah, I agree. And I think like the one I had to like, just look up, which may, may come across when I was typing it was, was Roma, um, which came very close to winning the best picture, mm-hmm. but is it nearly as sort of, accessible at this film as this film and not not because it's like a foreign language film just i think like this this story in the power of the dog has a lot of sort of like again this this sort of thing where you turn it around in your head and you're trying to figure out what it means while you're watching it and then after um 
but then it has this meme ability with Bronco Henry, which I just sure. sort of joked about. Like, like it just, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. That's why it's sort of like, to me is the, you know, is where it is, um, for us. And, um, you know, I love the other two, but, um, this felt like the one that was also the most, um, the most original sort of story, I guess. And, um, the, the most sort of interesting, the one I turned over in my head, more, yeah. more, you know, more and more after I watched it. And like, I think it's the kind of movie that like, you know, that there, there really, there aren't a ton of movie stars these days, obviously. And, and Benedict Cumberbatch has been in some really big movies, Marvel yeah. and otherwise, but I, I think <laughs> some people would debate whether he's a movie star, but I feel like this is, you know, Plemons, Dunst, Cumberbatch, like it, it's it's a lot of people on that sort of fringe, you know, where you're like, I th- most people know who these people are, especially everyone who knows movies knows who these people are, like they have some appeal broadly. Like I just think it's a very like it it hit that sweet spot, and I think to to its benefit, like they cast a bunch of people, like no one that you can't see slipping into a role, but also a lot of people that have. Uh, right. a little broader uh, you know, enthusiasm around them. And I think that's a really fun – and knowing Campion and, like, you know, watching a bunch of Campion recently, like, I feel like that's something she probably thought about. Like, I want people in this movie who obviously nail these roles, but, like, who are – who can who aren't just you know known commodities but are sort of like right. it just it really it's it's the kind of movie that like i can see getting made these days even in this weird landscape we live in where it's everything should be comic book or they want everything to be a franchise or all that shit like this feels like it's like yeah we'll do this like this has there's something about this but i feel like it's it does it makes sense as unique as it is you know and i think that should be rewarded as well like it's it thread a very specific needle through a bunch of things and i think that's we're celebrating and you know if the oscars couldn't celebrate it at least you and i can celebrate it here so well, they celebrated a little yeah okay. jane got the jane got the you know best director I, which is amazing so. i think yeah i think what you said is like is right on and it's also like i think i think it's an interesting observation that sort of like it's <laughs> there's a, a needle threaded with the amount of like fame of the stars and they're like they're all very noticeable and noteworthy like the three the three big characters we all know them but they're not they're not Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or Denzel. We're like Will Or Bradley Smith. Cooper even or like anybody. Right. Like they're not the right. young they're, hotness necessarily. Where all of them are relying to a degree on their persona. Um, and then Cumberbatch is sort of, you know, uh not that he hasn't played these types of but like he's he's sort of certainly with the 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 gay elements, he's he's undercutting some of his, <laughs> you know, the persona he's built over the recent years. Like he's you know, he's he played you know, foppish British types for a while, and now he's playing a cowboy. But then he's also has, t- you know, it's it's there's there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Get to it on Netflix. Yep. I need to watch this movie. Oh, um, you're gonna love it. It really it yeah, it, it holds uh, up. It's just it's very it's one of those rare movies where I was like, this is just as good the second time. Like I truly yeah. I maybe I like it even more to some extent yeah. because I I know what's happening now and I can sort of focus on on the ins and outs of the how details. we get there. Yeah. Yeah, great movie. Number yeah. one of the year, right, Andrew? Power of the hey, Dog. It's a, it's, it's, it's very worthy. I mean, we don't have to record an episode for this next year because Creed three is coming out. So we'll just <laughs> is this true? That. Is Creed three really coming out? No, in November. Yeah. Wow, I did not know this. How are you breaking this news to me right now? Uh, I believe it's John David Washington that's playing the the uh, the opposing fighter. Wow, and Michael B. Jordan is directing. 
Wow. So, Andrew, I this, I'm going to crawl into bed after this episode and I'm going to read all about Creed 3. So this sounds very this is very exciting news for me. As I'm someone who like make sure I'm right about this. I I'm right about Michael B Jordan directing. Uh it is Is it uh, filmed then? If it's coming out in November, that's not far away. No, they're they're filming it now, I believe. And they're going to um, put it out in 6 months. John, sorry, it's Jonathan Majors. Even better. Um, oh wow, Jonathan. That makes that makes sense because John David Washington is really small, as we saw in Tana. No, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan no, Majors. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, which I mean, Rocky Three kind of maps maybe a little to Mr. T, but I mean, no one maps to Mr. T really. I guess. But, yeah. Uh, but Rocky, but Creed Two is also Rocky Four, so they're all over the place. Who knows what they're doing here? That's true. That's true. Is yeah, the loan back? He has to be right. I don't know. I don't know. All I mean, right. I don't, know, I don't know that much about Creed Three. I just wow. know it's coming. Well, I'm gonna uh, read about Creed Three, and we're done here. So. <laughs> As someone who put Creed Two on the top ten list, which is probably my most egregious, uh, ridiculous choice, I feel like in recent years, because Creed Two is certainly not a top ten movie uh, of that year. But yeah, I mean, like, look, you're you're fine because I've put Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Pop Star, uh, well, Pop Star stands up though. Everyone loves that's Pop a good Star. movie. Uh, I almost had Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I, I did. I enjoyed that film, but I would. I would have not... stood by that. I would have stood by it, but I, 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 I once I saw Coda, actually was the one that I think knocked well, off. If you had um, put Godzilla versus Kong and not to ten, I would have gotten pretty, pretty. Uh, I would have had some things to say. So. Uh, well, I won't tell you what order it came in. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong was pretty good. No, it I was. Mean, that was one. Of, that was the first. Like I feel like we're back blockbuster too. That was like yes. a real. That was like the world that was back. Actually, there the, are these monsters and they're fighting for your pleasure. That was like literally the blurb I had written was like movies are back and it, the movies were back when, <laughs> when Godzilla fought punched Godzilla in the face. <laughs> that was it. That was that was what it's about. I think that's I think that is actually extremely true. I think that is really when movies were it's an accurate take. <laughs> oh well Andrew, we had a great time. I was so nice to catch up with you and talk about movies again. We talked for one hour and twenty minutes about Oh my gosh. Movies. Holy so, shit. You gotta go to bed. You're uh, I'm sure you are this I'm is the drive my car of of yeah. uh, <laughs> You know what we haven't done in a long time, so we we banked many this is like we did four episodes in one, you know? So <laughs> you should start the credits for the the opening credits at the at very oh. end. <laughs> if i was a good enough editor i would find like the weird midpoint the part when we started we, we made the joke i would go back to them put some sort of fanfare in but... we gotta get this out to the people we, we do we gotta get this out to the people but andrew it was great to talk movies we picked another uh winner of the year which is wonderful and we talked about 2021 a little late you know it's gonna be april when this comes out but uh, you know, the Oscars just happened and the movies are forever and most of these things are streaming, Andrew. You caught up on a lot of these, you know, in the last month or so. So this is a good time to go back and look at our top ten list on Unreal Deep and find the ones you miss and uh, enjoy them because most of them are very accessible now. So Yeah. Movies. They're still good. The movies the movies are here and we love them and knock on wood, Andrew, this year will be another good one for them. So we are crossing our fingers for that reality for all of you all and for us and um go back and if, if you enjoy the Emerald deep podcast like they're all out there still so go to inrealdeep.com subscribe to us like i don't know when the podcast is gonna be coming but they may come you know there's no 
rhyme or reason to it necessarily, but there may be a resurrection of the NRLD podcast like the Matrix resurrected at some point and, and <laughs> you know, be with us and uh, we will we will give you some great content. We promise that much. When we do come back, it will be for very, very good reasons. We're just going to wait till we're in our 70s like Spielberg and then we'll release the greatest <laughs> podcast, like the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> That's right. So you got a little time till then, but stick around until then and we'll make you very happy. So. Andrew, great to talk to you. So fun to talk movies. Always. Yes, and thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it a ton. And we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios. Adios.